Thank you very much, Eugene. And um, actually, I have to admit that whenever I am introduced in, on such occasions, when my CV is told to people, biographical notes, I have never seen that it was perfect. It was all wrong. This was one of those uh, examples with so favorable words that I heard about myself. I'm not sure that I deserve all of them. It is also wrong <laughs> for this reason. <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, I thank you so much. And it was such a pleasure for me. Uh, the name is very attractive, Oxford, and also being hosted by a man who, whom I have admired since a very long time, and I was longing to meet him in person, and today it happened. So, uh, actually, my presence here is a big gift for myself, rather than what I would be telling to you. And uh, actually, I, I spoke on an issue at Westminster, at the Parliament building, uh, yesterday in London, also at, uh, what do you call it, Rufi, Rufi, Rusi, Rusi, in the morning. So uh, the, my mind is totally uh, uh, mixed and confused. I don't know what I have to, to uh, talk here, looking at the title which I proposed, which was Turkey's Kurdish Predicament, which transformed itself Genghis Chandar's Oxford Predicament. <laughs> so, so, all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> yet, uh, to my reputation, uh, which was, I am a, a chatterbox and endless speaker in the tradition of Fidel Castro and all those sort of people, uh, I, I betrayed my own tradition uh, yesterday at Westminster and this morning at Rusai uh, uh, when I was asked to speak 30-40 minutes before the Q&A period, I told them that I've read a research done by the Americans, and Americans are very good in researching and, and providing data. That it's their expertise, and in that research it writes that the attention span at any meeting is not beyond 20 minutes. So I kept, I confined myself to my own surprise, to speak within those limits, which would not exceed the attention span of the audience, and it proved well. So I think what I will try to do the same here, that I wouldn't go and, and uh, push your patience too much, although the, the, the title itself, Turkey's Kurdish Predicament, deserves a two-day symposium the, on, on the, the subtitles and the subtext that it has to bring, uh, and so I will try to squeeze it uh, for 15 minutes because the first five I already used by this long introduction. And in, in these uh, 15 minutes, I just want to give some, try to give some glimpses of where we are at this moment at, in terms of uh, Turkey's uh, Kurdish question. Uh, so. Uh, it would be much better to, if it helps to trigger off a, a, a lively uh, QAN uh, interactive uh, discussion, we all uh, may participate. And uh, uh, 
and I myself, with an experience of talking before audiences since quite a long time, feel myself as jazz players that they are very good at jam session, not during the concerts and so on. And so I'm, as I know myself, I'm better in Q&A than the presentation itself. So uh, uh, at least if I provide you uh, some provocative questions that we can uh, interact, uh, then I, I, I would feel that I did a good thing. I did my job coming to, to, to Oxford. So uh, from this very long introduction, uh, which, which might be more interesting than what I would be <laughs> saying, uh, uh, let me just start from, uh, in we will go in retrospect in terms of methodology I have in mind that where we are in the Kurdish question. Because until very recently, until, two, until four months ago, uh, we had a process called peace process, which created a lot of optimism and, and uh, uh, positive prospects for the resolution of the, the uh, nearly 100 years long Kurdish question that Turkey has been facing since the foundation of the Republic and tomorrow is the national day. That would be the, the 92nd anniversary of the foundation of the, or the declaration of the Republic of Turkey. And since then, <coughs> maybe as anything goes back to the time of the fall of the Ottomans, uh, any question Turkey faces now and the greater Middle East is facing now is the legacy of the, the collapse of the Ottoman Empire. And uh, uh, <coughs> I, I, I take the, the, the audacity to speak next to, to Eugene Rogan, who wrote uh, a seminal book on the fall of the Ottomans. No, but nonetheless, uh, the Kurdish question is one of those uh, legacies of the, the, the uh, fall of the Ottomans, uh, which is one of the very rare unresolved legacies that the Ottoman Empire left to the Republic of Turkey. And since nearly a century, Turkey is facing this question. And um, the, if I jump uh, uh, to this uh, period that we are witnessing, that since two years or so, we had a peace, it was called as peace process, that was unleashed by the current president of Turkey, who is who was the prime minister at the time. Uh, and uh, there were so many hopefuls around within Turkey and outside of Turkey. The friends of Turkey all over the world were very hopeful that now, for the first time perhaps ever, that the highest level uh, the personality in Turkey, in terms of uh, decision-making or policy-making position acknowledges uh, the, the, the imminent need to uh, focus on the issue with a commitment to resolve it. And, and he himself, uh, the Prime Minister, then Prime Minister Tayyip Erdogan, had made a statement that if even if it needs to uh, the, uh, drink a poison in order to resolve this issue, I will do it. It has 
no prospects for electioneering, for anything, and even if it would cost to my political career, it is such a high sentiment of patriotism that he was displaying this, that this issue uh, will be overcome. It will be resolved. And, and, and he, he also introduced the, 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 the method that he declared uh, the state officials started a dialogue, talks, with the imprisoned uh, leader of the Kurdish insurgency, of course, the official Turkish, uh, in the official Turkish lexicon, it is the terrorist or terrorism. But I'm not a Turkish official, and also, from a scholarly vantage point, I don't think that it is terrorism. So I, I keep on going, uh, uh, calling them insurgents or insurgency. Uh, but whatever you call it, and he didn't say that. Uh, uh, state officials started talks with uh, that terrorist leader. He said, he named him by his name. He said, the, the state officials are conducting talks with Abdullah Öcalan in the Imralı prison island that he is serving a life imprisonment. That was, in a way, not in a way actually, uh, directly, the acknowledgement that the main interlocutor of the Kurdish question of Turkey is Abdullah Öcalan. If you are going to resolve this issue, you have to resolve with the leader of the other side. So in this, there was a, a tacit uh, acknowledgement that there is an other side, and that other side has a leader, and we will solve it through him. So it was very new. Uh, and and uh, 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 generating uh, uh, genuine hopes that after nearly 100 years that we have been facing with Kurdish revolts in this country and which is creating uh, a big burden uh, on Turkey's trajectory to, 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 uh, uh, to function as a uh, real powerhouse in this international or global system, that we will get over this uh, issue. Now, after two years, where we ended, uh, since two, three months, Turkey is having a very strong fighting uh, that is going on, uh, again, uh, with those elements affiliated with the Kurdish insurgency and uh, the security forces, either military or police. And uh, many lives are taken and lost. Uh, and we will be, we are witnessing the, uh, for the first time ever in our Republican history since very recently, mass killings, violence all over the country, the country has become, and the, 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 the populace has become very uneasy that in any mall, in the public transport, in any public area, anything may happen. Because it happened as we lost 
102 lives recently in Ankara at the center of the city, which is the capital of Turkey, and which is located in the center of the country. And the, 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 and we 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 discovered that, uh, and it was not a big discovery, uh, of course, that the, the crime, quote unquote, is perpetrated by uh, elements or per persons affiliated with ISIS. Uh, and ISIS is well known as a force to be confronted in northern Syria and in some parts of Iraq, mainly by the Kurds. So actually, the Kurdish question of Turkey has earned, has gained a new multitude in terms of importing the, the, the troubles of uh, Syria, pitting whoever is Uh, uh, confronting each other, and <coughs> if it is mainly the ISIS and the Salafi jihadi groups fighting in Syria against the Kurds, they are not only fighting among each other or with each other on the Syrian territory or on the Iraqi territory, but they are they will be fighting and they are fighting within Turkey over the Turkish territory as well. So as much. Turkey got involved with the Syrian situation. Also, the Syrian situation infiltrated into body politic of Turkey and in the society life of Turkey through violence. So the Kurdish question, with the, uh, with the, with the aspect of violence it had brought through numerous uh, revolts going all the way back to the 1920s, and which uh, uh, gained the, its highest and uh, widest dimension with the last Kurdish insurgency, led and represented by the uh, notorious uh, organization called PKK, now uh, uh, enlarged enlarge its, its scope to invite even a, 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 a Salafi jihadi Islamist, Uh, the contender and uh, 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 for uh, to settle its scores or vice versa that the Salafis would be settling its scores with the Kurds in Turkey. And so within this broader, uh, uh, in, in the broader uh, context of the equation, uh, the Turkish government that was supposed to resolve Uh, the issue of the Kurdish uh, question uh, found itself right after the elections that we had uh, June this year, 2015, resuming the fight against the Kurds, which is reciprocated by PKK, therefore uh, uh, marginalizing Uh, the, the success of the pro-Kurdish party in Turkey uh, in the last elections in, 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 in June and, uh, and, and, and uh, framing the, the main political narrative in Turkey as a fight for the survival 
of the country with a new threat perception that the threat perception is coming uh, from the Kurds. And since the front enlarged, uh, it became much wider. It's not only a, a fight between the Turkish security forces and the Kurdish insurgents. And because we have this new Syria dimension uh, in our uh, uh, political uh, setting, uh, the narrative has become uh, the, the situation of Syria and uh, the, the, the balances in Turkey joined, united, and the narrative has become as if Turkey, the government of Turkey, in this sense Turkey, is fighting against the Kurds because if we follow the statements of our leaders, the president of Turkey, whenever he opens his mouth and he never closes, shuts his mouth, he speaks in average two, three times a day, literally. This is, this is, this is the case. Uh, in each speech, he makes a statement against terror and terrorism, and he lists a number of terrorist organizations, a cocktail, that cocktail which is jeopardizing Turkey's security and future. So among them, it is Daesh, he always says Daesh, but because his Arabic is not as good as mine and perhaps Eugene's, he never says the word in its proper Arabic pronunciation. He says Daesh. He started calling Daesh first, then he changed it to, to Daesh. But nevertheless, he says Daesh now, not with Ein, but still, he says Daesh. <laughs> uh, and sometimes he thinks Arabic should be pronounced uh, with Ein, and uh, therefore he uh, the, in the intonation, he enforces it. Sometimes it's not Ayn. <laughs> Arabic doesn't necessarily to be pronounced always with Ayn. There are Arabic letters without Ayn, with words. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, he, he, in the cocktail that he's presenting in his statement as the threats to the security of Turkey and to the future of Turkey, he speaks of Daesh, PKK, and PYD. Altogether, PYD is the Syrian Kurdish organization which is affiliated to PKK. It's, it's an open secret. Yet, it is the fighting force in, in Syria that is resisting against ISIS. And so it is cooperating with the Americans against ISIS in Syria. Now, after Russia is involved in the game, since a month or so, uh, they are also flirting with, with Russia, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, all of a sudden, the, the uh, Syrian Kurds, because of the collapse of the center by the Syrian crisis, which means the regime in Damascus cannot extend its sovereign authority to every inch of Syria, the, the northern parts of Syria, which is inhabited by the Kurds, and those northern parts are adjacent to the long, Turkish border, nearly 800 kilometers long, and the border itself, the borderline is not anything other than a railroad, which was not, of course, constructed to be a border between Turkey and Syria. The, the Germans, the allies of Turkey, uh, uh, pre-World War I, uh, 
construct it to, to reach the Gulf, to the Gulf, uh, to, 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 uh, to threaten the British zone of influence. And so it would carry the troops uh, rapidly uh, to the Gulf, and it, it would carry people, of course. It's a, it's a, it, was a, it was designed to be a, a means of transportation. But then, in the wake of the World War I, it became the frontier between Turkey and uh, mandate, French mandate, Syria. But both sides of the borders, this railroad, which serves as a border, and different than Turkey-Iraq border, which is very mountainous and, and uh, uh, ridden with deep valleys and gorges, this is a very flat smooth border and on both sides it is inhabited by, by the Kurds. So in this respect also the Kurds of Turkey and Syria are so close to each other that if there is a certain Kurdish nationhood which, is, which there is of course but this is further than the kinship between Turkey's Kurds or Syrian Kurds with the Iraqi Kurds they are the, they are the same Kurds. There is no anything to be called or deserve to be called as Turkey's Kurds or Syrian Kurds. They're the same thing. They're the same families, the same tribes, the same dialect of Kurdish. They speak, but they found themselves when they wake up one morning that they have become Syrian subjects, the others Turkish subjects. So to go just uh, to the next door, they have to go all the way, hundreds of kilometers to the consulate of the other side to get a visa in order to go there and so on. So I'm, it's a caricature, but it, it's not totally uh, 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 wrong what I'm saying. But this situation eroded by the developments in Syria. So the border between Turkey and Syria is now, when you read in the international, it's a porous border that Turkey is providing logistical support, sometimes to ISIS, sometimes to the other notorious jihadi Salafi organizations like Al-Nusra, Ahrar al-Sham, uh, Free Syrian Army, whatever that means. It depends on the faction and it depends on the date that you pronounce this word. Uh, but mostly it is uh, uh, different uh, Islamic, Sunni Islamic uh, uh, Salafi jihadi groups. Uh, and it has become a porous border. It has become a porous border, but it simultaneously, uh, it is not a border anymore. It united the Kurds on both sides of the borders. So they, they cross. Now. And, and so when we speak of the Syrian Kurds fighting against uh, the ISIS uh, with the endorsement and assistance of the Americans, acknowledged as a, as a robust uh, Syrian uh, force against uh, ISIS by Moscow, those people's ranks are full of Kurds of Turkey. Uh, we know it, how we know it. There are funeral ceremonies every week, nearly every day in Turkey. The fallen Kurdish fighters who were in their uh, terminology martyred, in the fight against ISIS, they are buried in their hometowns. It's Turkey. And, and the leadership, 
political and military leadership is mainly Turkey Kurds. So for the sake of diplomatic maneuvering, when you ask Washington that, well, PKK is on our terrorist list or EU, PKK is a terrorist organization. How do you know that? Because it's in our list. PYD, they are fine. Why? <coughs> because they are not in their terrorist list, terrorism list. Fine. But uh, the self-deception is sometimes conducive to, to, uh, to manage politics. So as long as uh, it can be managed, this is fine. Uh, but everybody knows that you can't have a demarcation line and, or you can't put a distinction, a real one, between uh, these, not only between two Kurdish societies, but two Kurdish organizations. And I was just speaking to somebody in London, a friend, a Kurd, who, uh, who had been back from uh, uh, Rojava, which means in Kurdish West, uh, which means Northern Syria, actually. He was just back two days ago and he was telling me his impressions of daily life, how the things are run there. And he was saying all around, all around those towns, they have huge pictures and posters of Abdullah Öcalan. So the leader or the symbol for the Syrian Kurds who are in fight with the American cooperation, I always need to emphasize this, against uh, uh, ISIS did find or do have their leader or leadership in the person of Abdullah Öcalan who is in prison and who was the, the partner to bring about a peaceful resol political resolution to Turkey's Kurdish question until very recently. So I, I will conclude uh, uh, in a few moments uh, that I will reach a point why I, I found it necessary to, to emphasize or underline all what I have been talking about, that for Turkey, this Kurdish question has become an anathema for nation building. Because the project of Turkey had been to reconstruct a state over the debris of the Ottoman Empire as a nation state. So Republic of Turkey was modeled as a nation state of the European model of the time, a secular nation state, which will be different than the Ottoman Empire with Islamic references. So for the Turkey's entry into, into modernity, and it, it wasn't, of course, discovered immediately by Turkey's leaders, uh, mainly by Kemal Atatürk, right after the World War I. This tendency was there since nearly 150 years or so. And with the collapse of the uh, uh, empire, it, it legitimized itself even more and justified the, the construction of the state called Republic of Turkey, but this Republic of Turkey was designed as a nation state uh, to, to uh, unite all disparate Muslims of the uh, uh, Ottoman Empire into one, one 
did not melt in this design melting pot. It refused to melt, and they were the Kurds. They didn't melt. Uh, and the Republic came into birth pregnant with a pregnancy to the Kurdish question. And it couldn't deliver 400 years. So when the attempts were done to deliver by this peace process, we can come to it whether it was a real peace process that could deliver a, a resolution. It's another issue. But at the end of the day, coupled with the new situation of Syria, and when Mr. Erdogan's, who has been a larger-than-life figure in Turkey, his project clashed with the stand and the stature of the Kurds in Turkey and Syria, then in the wake of the last elections we had on, on, on June, we have a new narrative initiated by the government, represented by President Erdogan, but also that brought back into the equation the backbone of the Turkish regime of old Turkey, the military, uh, which quivers with the idea of seeing any Kurdish entity next to Turkey uh, that, could, that could have a contagious effect on Turkey and terminate the, the character of the state of Turkey, the Republic of Turkey, which they feel themselves as the guardians. The pre to preserve it is the founding institution of the Republic of Turkey. So we have a very rare sort of a, a marriage of reason, not love, between the quasi-Muslim Brotherhood Islamist brand of Turkish government led by Tayyip Erdogan with the Turkish military, very secularist and anti-Islamic Turkish military, uniting over a new narrative to be taken vis-a-vis -vis the Kurds and the Kurdish question. So when they speak of Kurds or Kurdish question, they also mean Syrian Kurds. It's not only Kurds of Turkey. And that's why whenever we are being presented by a cocktail of terrorist organizations that are jeopardizing our current uh, state of security and our country's future, along with ISIS, it's always not only PKK, but the name of P PYD is pronounced and mentioned. So here, where we are at the moment, and, uh, and uh, uh, the Turkish government, uh, when there is a lot of debate going on, particularly in the Western uh, circles, in capitals, coulisses, indoor debates, how come a NATO member country, our closest ally, and a de jure member of the anti-ISIS coalition led by and constructed, built by uh, the White House, uh, is not contributing sufficiently to the effort
of confronting and fighting to ISIS. Many people know the answer, and it's not a very difficult answer, because the, the current leadership of Turkey looks at the region, a region which has very deep cleavages in a state of a sectarian war, pitting Shiites and Sunnis against each other. They have a Sunni identity, ideologically and politically, Plus, they have a nationalist uh, outlook and the Turkish nationalism, when uh, it is mobilized, there is nobody but the Kurds that they have to address or it has to address itself. And in terms of the sectarian conflict, they need to look at the issue uh, from the Sunni vantage point, because not only ideologically they represent the Sunnis, but the predominant part of the population of Turkey are Sunnis. And so in a polarized uh, uh, country, they want to consolidate their power base further over the Sunnis. So. Uh, <coughs> When they look at ISIS, they don't look at ISIS as many people elsewhere in this world look at ISIS. They see it as a part of the tribe, as the members of the big Sunni tribe, distant cousins, but not enemies. And they also have a practical use because they fight against the Kurds. So if a Kurdish entity emerges on the next door to Turkey, adding to what already we have in Iraq, then how can you keep Turkey intact in the way it was constructed in early 20s? So therefore, it is a real predicament that now uh, uh, we have been facing, uh, Turkey's Kurdish predicament. And uh, given the data at hand uh, nowadays, the, it will be too optimistic for anybody to think uh, or thinking of resuming the peace process as the case was two years ago. So these elections which we will be having next Sunday after three days for today's what? Thursday? Three days. Um, most probably, which is a consensus view in Turkey that it will bring further instability and ambiguity to Turkey. So the, the Turkey's Kurdish predicament will be even more nourished by this uh, ambiguity uh, that we will be having uh, very soon. Uh, so uh, uh, to, 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 to conclude, uh, what is the exit? I don't know. Let's talk about it. This is a predicament, a, a real predicament, an impasse, and 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 and, uh, and nobody is in a position, if not deceiving anybody, that there will be a smooth uh, process to resolve this hundred year or even more than hundred year 
issue that Turkey and not only Turkey, the entire Middle East uh, is confronting now. So.